Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes Podcast. <laughs> uh, hey buddy, Yay. hey Nate, how's it going? Good, going pretty good. Yeah, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, going all right. All right, so uh... <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell everybody what just happened? Yeah, well, uh, we're we're in the middle of recording. We're about four minutes in. The wife knocks on the door, uh, and it has to be something important because she knows I'm recording. And she tells me that the dog has peed inside, mm. and there's so much it's everywhere. <laughs> and she's thoroughly annoyed, so I have to stop recording and help with the pee. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I love our dog. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, you uh, you uh, have a good uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. I um, things did not go exactly as I planned or wanted it to because mm-hmm. one, it took freaking forever for this one particular flower website to process my order, which was not fun. And I didn't wait last minute. No, I did it five days before, like a good person, and. Yeah. Even that's pretty ahead of time. Yeah, I I I think so. Um, and it just took forever. And then when I ordered it, I was like, okay, gotta make sure she doesn't find out. Let me do it on PayPal because in my head, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's just gonna show up as a PayPal payment. No, because a few days later, she's all like, she's all like, I saw what you bought, and I was like, Ugh. ooh. <laughs> I was like. I'm really trying to make this surprise. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever. So, so pro tip for future yourself or future yeah. anyone yeah. trying to buy anything with a shared account mm-hmm. is PayPal does not cover the, no, the, no, it doesn't uh, purchase. No. So, um, mm. it, so, so I had a friend, the, uh, a friend of mine over the other day. Um, and, uh, her and Nadine were, 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 were talking about it and uh, my friend Lila was like why didn't you just go to a florist a flower shop yeah and I was all like yeah. do we I don't even know where no those are right now like I, I have no idea where to yeah, go to for yeah. that like I, I don't know but the thing is I'm pretty sure there is one right around the corner from my office now that I think about it because I remember yeah. this being a thing before. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I was just yeah. like talking to both of them. I was like, I don't know. Like this is this. I'm, I can't wait That's, right now. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, actually sort of on that same note, I always had wondered before getting married and I'm sure, you know, everyone yeah. has their opinions on it, but like, how do you, how do you keep hidden? <laughs> Oh, easy! Like you just have to—you just have to have a secret hidden gifts. account. That's all. That's all. Just secret yeah, hidden account. Yeah, no. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Off the uh, Cayman that's Islands so funny. or something. Uh, because like I was I, um a few years ago, I I threw uh, Anne a surprise birthday party, and I had a few people. It was a pretty. You actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, um, so I, on the boat. Boat, boat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like two years ago. Yeah. How the heck we, did uh, you? We did like keep a, that like off the books. <laughs> yeah. So like. I was so nervous because she doesn't normally check the accounts, mm. right? Um, she uh, helps, like, she just makes the calls and pays the bills and stuff, but she doesn't check. I'm the one who monitors the accounts. Oh, okay. But I was freaking out because, <laughs> like, although, you know, on the for the boat cruise, I had everyone, like, help pitch in by sending me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had to put a lot of money down, about, like, 
a couple grand down. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like freaking out about whether or not she would see this thing because the whole party was a, a surprise. Was a surprise now, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully she did it. She was surprised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so, so do you? Do you guys? Um, do you guys just have one bank account? Uh yeah 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 that that like that makes it super super tough. Yeah, it's so funny because like when I talk to like different couples who are getting married and things like that, they're like, so like, what do you do? Like same bank account, different bank account, and yeah, Anna and I have ha- one one bank account. Yeah, as well, yeah, so makes it hard. It makes it hard, <laughs> but it does make managing things like money way way easier. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's other advantages, but we can get to that later. Like taxes? No, no. Because oh. <laughs> taxes, because we're in tax season right now. No, just like in in like in a in a marriage. Oh, right? okay, like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is a Catholic uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taxes. In a marriage, like it's it it keeps a lot of transparency there that should be there about what you're doing. Yeah. and where where the shared funds are going you know yeah so it's i think good Uh, anyways we digress mm -hmm. uh so so other than that i mean your your valentine's day went pretty well yeah it was pretty good um i we don't really go out on day of especially because like it's during the week and good luck oh yeah getting any sort of like dinner spot or something like that this is just like not gonna happen and yeah so we're probably gonna go somewhere out like on sunday or maybe Same. monday that's what Twins. we're kind of thinking about yeah maybe we'll see we'll see might go to san yeah, diego ta- oh cool yeah that's fun i love san diego yeah. san diego is a great like day date place yeah they got good um, i, w- I want to go to that uh fssp church nice yeah, yeah st anne's uh shout out to anyone who goes to st anne's who's yeah. listening um it's it's funny because i was talking to someone at work and they were like um they they've been um she's been married for i think like 10 years or more than 10 years and like we were laughing at all the people who were planning to go out like yeah on, on valentine's day and she literally was like she she, she was like rookies I know. it's like <laughs> oh uh how long have you guys been together let me guess like less than two years right probably <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. can't do it can't not do it. Yeah, it's just really hard. It's, yeah. And, like, even if you get a place to sit, like, you know it's going to be crazy and busy. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, cool. Yep. Um, I think it's worth mentioning right now uh, that this podcast is more than likely going to be released on um, February the 18th, Monday. Yep. Uh, and with that down whoever's listening and if it's before february the 19th at midnight jump to our uh instagram page mm-hmm. right we're doing mm-hmm. a giveaway yep what are we giving away nate uh we're giving uh apparently we're giving a rosary away and um yeah and i say apparently because i realized i was i wasn't clear on on it because <laughs> in my head i was like oh we're gonna give out a rosary bracelet and then when I was looking at the post, I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't say rosary bracelet. This is a full nope. rosary. I was like, shoot. <laughs> so now that's I have to. Yeah, that is. That's exactly <laughs> the uh, situation that I'm in right now. Got to make sure I have enough beads. 
Um, oh man. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I do. But either way, um, the, the, the plan is to, um, yes, give away a rosary. And if you saw in the pictures, there were a couple of different pic- or not pictures, but different colors. Um, I think there's th- three, three. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to choose uh, the color uh, that you yep. want. Um, highly recommend purple because Lent's coming up pretty soon. Ooh, that's a good idea. That might be like a nice little thing that you can do during Lent um, to kind of stay in line with the liturgical colors. Because that was kind of some of the reason why I chose certain colors when making the rosary or using the rosary cord, just to like have something per the liturgical season or mm-hmm. if there's a feast day or something got yeah. going on. So yeah, it's kind of what we got got going on. Yeah. So um, it's on there. We have about at least as of today, about 40, maybe 50 people. Mm -hmm. So the chances are very good if you haven't entered yet. Yeah. And how would one participate if they wanted to? Great question, Nate. Let me explain. (laughs) Uh, All you have to do, very easy, is you have to like that post. um, It's easy to find it. Go to Holy Smokes Podcast um, on Instagram, and there's a post that says Rosary Giveaway. Yep. So you have to like that post. You have to like the identical post on the Catholic Husband um, um, Instagram account mm-hmm. and it's linked on that and then afterwards on either account you can tag up to two people yes and um, well at least two people you can tag more mm-hmm. um, and um, that's it yeah. and then you're entered and we will be randomly picking someone yep. and announcing it the following Friday mm-hmm. and we'll either announce it here on the podcast or we will announce it on the Instagram but um, when we do pick somebody we will be reaching out um, mm-hmm. through DMs, so uh, just keep an eye out for that, uh, so that you don't miss it. Because we're yeah. gonna need a little bit of information, like your your address, um, social security number, uh, <laughs> bank account, <laughs> mother's number, maiden name, um, <laughs> the, uh, the the All name right, of your <laughs> childhood dog, or something like that. <laughs> No, we just want to no, know. We're just gonna... Yeah, we just want to know where to send it. That's all. Yeah, we just want to know where to send it. And uh, like Nate said, you're gonna get to pick a color, I guess. Yeah, and again, thank you guys for joining us and listening in uh, as yeah. we get through our fifth episode. Is this where we're at right now? Fifth episode. This is episode five. Episode yeah. five. Five more episodes complete than previously, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we're we're doing so good compared to our 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 zero episode. Right. <laughs> that we had. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, like, uh, I, I was thinking, uh, just because we were talking about uh, Valentine's Day, I thought it'd be really cool to talk about um, some of the myths and lore, and maybe some true accounts of the actual Saint Valentine's, because it's not sure. just Valentine's Day. It, we do have a Saint Valentine, and I thought it'd be really interesting to kind of dive into uh, some of those things. Because for what I was like reading and from what i've known uh like doing research like for catechisms and stuff like that there's like a Mm -hmm. there's there's like different accounts or different stories that you might hear um some of which kind of um plays into the whole um i guess like certain things that we do during valentine's day um Mm -hmm. but i know that um and please feel free to jump in Jerome on anything that I'm sure. talking about. Um, but from what I know, as far as St. Valentine, um, I know that 
there are three saint valentines um all three are oh. martyrs um the first that we know about is uh he was a priest and physician in rome um and uh he, he was uh helping people who are you know being persecuted uh around that time um in in rome and uh was kind of you know helping people um under the you know who were being persecuted under under um emperor claudius ii um and eventually he was arrested and condemned to death for his faith and was uh beaten with clubs and was beheaded on february 14th um to, to 270 and was um later um by pope julius uh built the basilica at the site which preserved uh saint valentine's tomb um and then archaeological digs um in the 1500s and 1800s i uh, found uh, kind of uncovered uh those uh those relics essentially and his uh and the tomb so um they're they're kind of, the, the the relics have been transferred out uh to various churches and um that's kind of one of the first accounts that we have of saint valentine cool yeah uh, some people might be wondering, hey, like if I look at the calendar, uh, when I'm talking about calendar, I mean the um, liturgical calendar of the year, they might be like, oh, I don't see St. Valentine on the on the liturgical calendar being mm-hmm. separated or celebrated, excuse me, not being celebrated on, on February the 14th. Actually, if you look at the uh, liturgical calendar for the day, uh, you'll see that it is St. Methodius and someone... I'll have to double check that in a little bit, but mm. uh, yeah, it it's not <laughs> it's not uh, Saint Valentine. No, it is not. Well, uh, in the current calendar, it's not. But when um, if for those of you who don't know, we actually had a, a previous liturgical calendar mm-hmm. before this, which yeah. followed the Latin Mass, yes. the uh, extraordinary form. So in the in the ordinary form or in the new calendar, it's Saint Cyril and Methodius. In the old mass, in the old um, extraordinary form, mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, the optional memorial of St. Valentine. So yeah. that is how we get this date specifically and uh, the day that we traditionally celebrate St. Valentine. Right. And you kind of see how it has kind of blended into our culture, right? Yep. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, <laughs> Um, it's such a common thing. Like, it's a very, like, staunch Catholic-y thing to say. Be like, oh, well, you guys in your secular world, you take our <laughs> you take our days and you make it your own. But really, it's all Catholic. But really, it's all Catholic. Like, all these different days. You yeah, know, uh, yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day, St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. uh, um, Christmas. Easter. Halloween. Easter. Gosh, all these are, like... Um, you know holidays or yeah. holy days mm-hmm. uh, so they have some 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 very catholic christian roots to it yep yeah yeah uh, another account of saint valentine the second one uh he was the bishop or uh, the bishop of uh inner and which was basically <laughs> again nailing those pronunciations of yeah, words <laughs> um which is uh no, was not too far from rome uh, but he too was also arrested and decapitated, um, just like the previous, 
Saint Valentine, and then um, the the third, uh, he also suffered martyrdom in Africa uh, with uh, some of his companions, um, but not too much is is known about that. Um, but as far as like, okay, well, what, how, why, why do we do things like exchange Valentine's cards or show like, I guess like sides of like affection or love. Um, some of it has to do with, um, in the middle ages in England and France, apparently birds began to pair, uh, around that time. And then halfway through the month of a year, um, basically what happens is that, uh, there was, um, it, there's something that goes on where uh, it says that every fowl comes uh, to choose his mate. So for this day, this day was dedicated to lovers and prompted the sending of letters, gifts, or other signs of affection. So like some things kind of just happen to land on the day of Valentine that mm. was typically celebrated. And so these things kind of get merged a little bit together. I heard one sure. one story. I don't know if this is true. Or if it's just another legend, but I heard a story where sure. there was a priest who was in an area where marriages were being, um, I, I guess, outlawed, and they uh, Valentine, who was who was a priest, wanted to celebrate marriages because he's like, no, like you can't tell you know people that you know you you ban the uh, the sacrament, so he would celebrate wedding masses secretly and how that was kind of done was in the exchange of letters from one mm-hmm. couple to another and then this is where they they would meet to, in order to perform like the sacrament and i i heard something like that and i wondered if it was true and then i heard that later on he was discovered and found out and that he was martyred by getting by arrows through the heart I was like, oh, so is that kind of like this whole thing with Cupid or something like that with like hearts and arrows? Um, I don't know if it's true. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds uh, (laughs) completely wrong. But I really hope it if uh, somebody can tell me it's true or if they can find the source, I'd be that would seriously make my day. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) I don't know much about it, but like that'd be awesome if it was. I think the uh, I think the the great sort of takeaway from this, or what might strike a few people, is like, well, you know, you just talked about three Saint Valentines, all of them are martyred. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and like, what does what does that mean, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and like, why why did that happen? Like, maybe I mean now sort of would be a good time to talk about like martyrdom and like what that means. Yeah. Especially, you know, after, like, a day like Valentine's Day, you know, man or woman, husband or wife, like, when it comes to love, there is a certain level of martyrdom or sacrifice mm. that is entailed. So I think it's... Absolutely. It's, and, and this is completely unplanned, by the way. It's just sort of happening. Just so, like, happens. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, when we're talking about martyrdom, um, Nate, what, what specifically are we talking about? It depends on what in, you're in, in the Christian sense. In the Christian sense, right? So, when if we're talking about martyrdom, I mean, typically it's when you, or when it, when an individual, you know, dies for their faith or lays down their life mm-hmm. for their faith, and then there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it in a sense of persecution, where you have in some countries where people really do die for their faith, 
uh, under you know extreme persecution, and unfortunately, that kind of thing still still does happen in uh, many parts of the world. Uh, and then you have the other kind of martyr- martyrdom where it's not just a, a swift, you know, death because you died for your faith, but a lifelong dying to yourself for the love yeah. of God. Fun fact. Yeah. White martyrdom. White martyrdom. White martyrdom was coined by a pretty cool saint, Saint Jerome. Oh. Eh. Just thought you should know. Eh. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in, in in this sense, like, there's the red martyrs, right? Yeah. Who have who shed blood exactly uh, for the faith, and there are white martyrs who uh, white or white martyrdom are those who who throughout their life through living a life of asceticism and and things like that, mm-hmm. um, sort of make daily deaths to themselves and and like um, uh, give themselves and their wills over to our lord for his use and for his glory right 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 um uh saint jerome used the the, that particular term to describe like desert hermits right who you know is is is, is daily offering and dying of yourself for for the love of god uh sort of tied into that is a really cool saint uh saint maximilian colby Mm mm-hmm uh, he had a vision when he was younger. St. Maximilian Kelby, by the way, uh, he was a priest, in, um, a Franciscan in um, the time of World War II. Yeah. And uh, he was martyred, actually, in one of the concentration camps yeah. in Germany. Uh, but in his, in his um, childhood, he distinctly remembered a, a vision of the Blessed Mother. By the way, how cool is that? <laughs> I don't even know what I would do if I had a yeah. vision of the blessed. I'd be like, uh, hi. Like, um, <laughs> like, what do you do? run. <laughs> I'm not, not worthy here. <laughs> I would have yeah. been like, oh, you must be looking for somebody else. Cause <laughs> I know. Oh, you're looking for Nathan. Can't be me. <laughs> That's the other guy. <laughs> um, but uh, the Blessed Mother presented um, St. Uh, Maximilian Colby with two crowns symbolizing mm-hmm. the two types of martyrdom. Right. Um, red, uh, the shedding of his blood, and white, which is purity in, in, in the in this particular context, mm-hmm. which is very much a dying to yourself, right? Right. Um, and St. Maximilian Colby, in his in his fervor and zeal for, for our Blessed Mother and for the faith, he said, I choose both. Mm-hmm. I have a friend um, who I know who, who refers to that as pink martyrdom, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, because you kind of, like, combine <laughs> them both together and you yeah. get, like, a pink color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and for um, – well, I don't want to kind of take over, but what else did he do while he was there at the concentration camps? Uh, well, so his, mar- um, his martyrdom specifically was surrounding um, – uh, a sacrifice uh, for someone else. Um, what had happened? What had happened was uh, um, <laughs> there were prisoners who I forget whether or not they escaped or tried to escape. Mm-hmm. But uh, in these concentration camps, anytime someone escaped or attempted an escape, mm-hmm. to show the severity of this particular um, th- uh, action, they would execute um, people. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, someone had escaped or tried to escape. Again, the the particular facts um, 
I, I don't quite remember at this moment, but um, a man was chosen by one of the uh, guards at the concentration camp um, who was not um, Father Father Colby. Uh-huh. And um, this man happened also to be a father. Uh, and in, in sort of this very spur of the moment, uh, uh, Father Colby um, intervened after mm-hmm. the man was chosen, and he insisted that his life be taken rather than the the uh, other man, who, the father. Mm-hmm. And um, the account goes that the uh, this particular um, soldier was sort of set aback at um, at this desire for him to sacrifice himself, mm-hmm. uh, but eventually did, and he uh, he was taken to a starvation cell. Mm-hmm. And there he stayed, and uh, he actually was in there for a lot of days. I, I couldn't tell you how many, till eventually they gave up in waiting for him to die from starvation, mm-hmm. and they injected him uh, with some lethal injection that eventually killed him. Yeah, and I and uh, he died on the eve of the feast of the Assumption. Right, I think it was. And yeah. uh, I, I just looked it up right now. Uh, he mm-hmm. was. Um, for two weeks, uh, suffered dehydration and starvation. Two weeks. Yeah. But, like, the beautiful thing about that, and sort of to circle back around to Valentine's Day and overall to love, right? He was so in love with our Blessed Mother and with our mm-hmm. Lord that he he was found. So, like, when, when people are put into these starvation cells, they're put in with other people. And everyone else within that starvation cell died. But... As they were dying, being surrounded by Saint Maximilian Kolbe, they mm-hmm. they were found singing. Yeah, they were found like rejoicing and sort of like praising our Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, even in the midst of suffering, when you're in love, suffering becomes sweet. And mm-hmm. what more sweetness of a suffering to have than than um, to sort of unite that with our Lord and, and to offer it for our Lord. And St. Maximilian Kobe is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Not only in his exchange for himself, sort of playing the victim priest, right? Right. And exchanging himself for the transgression of someone else. He's paying for someone else's sin, mm-hmm. right? But also to rejoice in that suffering and, and rejoicing so that uh, he could draw other people with him as well to yeah. Christ. Yeah. And even just kind of taking it from a different direction, aside from the fact that we're not even greater, right? Uh, if we take a look at the willingness of our Lord to suffer out of love for us, right? Um, we can also take that as an example and uh, um, and take the power of our Lord's suffering because our Lord in his suffering made suffering beautiful, right in a certain way he he gave purpose and he gave he gave meaning and he gave power to that suffering he introduced a redemptive mm-hmm. suffering prior to his coming right. and his passion suffering was almost pointless right it, it meant nothing except for it was the it was the result of our sin right original sin mm-hmm. brought suffering into the world and our lord said well let me take that right let me suffer and look what beautiful things come out of this suffering eternal life yeah being yeah. adopted children of the father you know mm-hmm. um and so our sufferings in union with christ's sufferings 
become very meaningful, powerful, co-redemptive. And like you were saying, like suffering in general is not, it's not unique, right? Like suffering happens whether or not we want it to happen. Yeah. So it's, it's what we do with that, that suffering. It's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. And actually the more you try to avoid it, the more it just happens. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that is true. Um, yeah. And it's something that St. Paul says, you know, it says, uh, you know, it makes me happy to be suffering for you now to make up for all the hardships that still have to be undergone by Christ for, you know, the sake of his body, the yeah. church. And, and, you know, when we have that in mind, whatever sufferings that we are, are going through, we can think, you know, these hardships, you know, we can offer these things to our Lord to make up for, you know, what is lacking, what still has to be made up, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, for others, mm-hmm. you know, for people's conversions mm-hmm. and things like yeah. that. And, and I, I realized because I mean, how many times has it happened to you, Nate? Like, like some like super hard thing is happening to you. And the last thing you want to hear from me as a friend is, Hey, suffering's unavoidable. Jesus. Suffered. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take a walk before I do something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but, uh, I think it's helpful in, in our moments, maybe where we're not struggling to just always recall, even then the passion of our Lord make it sort of a a habit so that way when we are in the midst of trials and difficulties and it becomes hard it's easy to just fall back into that and the reason i say that is because there's so many lessons in our lord's life and in our lord's sufferings and passion that we that we can draw from um specifically like uh i'm a big proponent like um of mental health right super Mm. passionate about the the field and just mental health in general and just my heart yeah. goes out to anyone who who struggles with mental health, depression, anxiety, any other sort of um, illnesses or issues. But even then, like our Lord on the cross, mm-hmm. in the depths of like his suffering, he himself, mm-hmm. I was reading this book, Catholic Guide for Depression, puts it beautifully. Oh, yeah. He says, yeah. uh, um, I, I forget, forget the name of the author, but he says like, our Lord experienced that. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. even dove into the depths of those emotions and those fears and anxieties, mm-hmm. literally, so that you won't be alone. Right, and you can see evidence of that in like the agony in the garden. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get that. Yeah, he is feeling this this sense of like uh, abandonment and yeah. loneliness and anxiety. Like he's so stressed. Yeah, that he's bleeding yeah. from his pores. Right. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like if you, if you take that nugget of knowledge and you listen to his words, although they, and like the beauty of scriptures, they have like many layers and many like views that you can take them from all of them true. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you take it from this view that he is there in the depths of your depression and your sadness and your suffering. And he says, Mm -hmm. my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. right, and you and you be there with, and you're there with him at that moment. Mm. In the depths of your own suffering, it makes you feel a lot less lonely, knowing that our Lord is there with you, because he he can yeah, he exactly. can come there with you. He already has been there. Right, right. And I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> wow, this got really. I didn't expect today's episode to be really this deep. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the rain. It is the rain. The rain is. Yeah, it's the, the rain. rain and the uh, the small batch brandy that I'm drinking. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? I I think I think there's definitely um uh, a lot to be said there, and I, I yep. to do the to do that topic justice. There's a few things that we touched on, right? One, yeah, suffering, um, with respect to love. Two, martyrdom. And then three, like mm-hmm. just overall like mental health and things. I think we should dedicate mm-hmm. like we should really plan to like make episodes of all three of those on their own. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. But I think it's also important. We did promise a few people to answer some of their questions. So yep. do you want to get to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we got one uh from should we say yeah, username? Yeah, Is that okay? That's fine. Um Oh man. Yeah, yeah, it's you. <laughs> You're you wanted to say it. Mm- Montiga Banks. Mon Bat ba- Yeah, Montiga. Uh, sorry, yeah, you'll have to tell us how to say that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, the the question was: uh, children with parents in broken homes who go to different churches. My struggle. So, um, I guess like w- you know, what kind of thing can we kind of talk about with that? Yeah. Um, I kind of. I can kind of speak a lot on that because um, I kind of come from that kind of background also. Um, Mm. I guess one of the things that as much as I would have and still do, I I still hope and, you know, pray that, you know, uh, uh, things can be mended, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But... I also know that perhaps maybe maybe this is um, my cross, my cross to carry mm-hmm. and my cross to bear. And it is it is very challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. That That is difficult for anybody. But um, definitely know that you are not not alone in it. it. It's something that I only maybe recently started sharing out in talks that I would give to um, parents or confirmation groups, um, other kind of things where I've been asked to speak at, uh, I've only barely started becoming open to that. And it's it's one of those things I realized that if, if by, by sharing that story, it kind of gives people hope that they can make it through. And... Um, Part of that struggle is, yeah, that daily decision every day to continue to push forward and to hold strong to that faith. And and that's and, and while it can feel like sometimes it's not fair or maybe you might feel abandoned, but um, know that that God has given you um, something which you may not see it now. I see so much worth and value in it now that God has given me this cross to bear so that maybe others can be given some sort of hope or some life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it may not be the answer that we want or think is fair. And that that is okay because I don't think that it's always meant to be an easy thing. And, you know, it, it does speak a lot also on the kind of strength that you have because 
God doesn't give us more than what we can handle. And yeah. crosses and situations like that are not easy because I speak from, you know, from experience coming from that. Um, and it, it says a lot about you as a person that if you're able to continue to strive and push forward uh, just how strong uh, you really are. So um, if you're out there that are going through similar things like that, like, no, um, you're you're not alone. Um, there are many of us out there that are like that and going through that kind of situation. And uh, things, things will be okay. Things can get tough, um, but we're in this together, and I know that you can definitely make it through. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and a lot of times, um, a lot of times, people, you know, uh, in popular media, will be like, "Oh, like a certain person is in their situation because of like their family or their background or things like that." Right. And the temptation is to be like, "Oh, well, like," and to re- reduce yeah. people to their situation when really, like, right. And go ahead. Yeah, and and something something about that because I I, I talk about that stuff too. Like, you don't have to become the result of your situation. You don't have to fall into a stereotype. Um, I, I did a research paper on um, individuals who, you know, kind of grew up, you know, single parents, broken homes, a, a lot of stuff like that. And, like, the, the, the statistic for somebody like me, given my situation, uh, like, is not good. Nope. Like I, I, I know that like I know the statistics. It does not turn out really well, um, for people who are, you know, turned my age finally. But um you don't have to be like no. that. And even when I was, you know, getting ready for, for marriage, um, that was something that people would tell me yeah. that like the I, I think it started to help people think like, yeah, you don't have to don't don't let your your situation be the excuse of you know being a certain yeah. way and um you know i had i had you know family tell me like man like you your your life does where you are now does not make sense with where what you've what you've you had kind of to experience yeah what you've had exactly so it, it's funny because like yeah like to a certain extent we have to acknowledge that where we come from the things that happen in our lives mm-hmm. have some effect yeah. Right? Sure, absolutely. But at the end of the day, our surroundings, even our even our own uh, inclinations from genetics, biology, or or environment, don't they don't trump God's free will and intellect that He's mm-hmm. granted to us? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. those yeah. those are gifts of the soul, which means mm-hmm. none of these things can touch that particular thing. The things that yeah, impact yeah. those things, though, are sin, vice, things like that. Those cloud and, and darken our ability to choose and make right decisions. So, you know, um, staying in a state of grace and kind of maintaining a good prayer life, those are all good things to help you to move and, and to help yourself make mm-hmm. those smart decisions, I think. Yeah. 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 And I'll admit, like, a lot of times, like, getting into the faith, going into the youth group and seeing people who had, like, families that were going together for like mass and stuff like that like i felt like i was running in a race with a broken leg Mm. yeah yeah like everybody is much more well equipped and can definitely make it to that finish line Mm -hmm. um but that's the thing like it's not it's not so much about like making it to the finish line with 
everybody else so much because i mean the finish line is still the finish line especially when like heaven is right across that line and that's what matters yeah definitely 100 percent agree cool um next question was uh let's see here it was from um food erikalubris mm-hmm. yep Sound <laughs> yeah uh, we'll tag you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how a, uh, so I should, we should also sort of note that this was this story, me asking for topics for our podcast. I posted on Catholic husband just cause for right now we have a larger audience there mm. and, uh, but mm. it's the same people, right? Uh, who okay. subscribed yeah, over. Yeah. and I've done it on both. Uh, I just happened to get replies on this one. And it's mm. and they said um, how a Catholic husband should treat his wife. That's something mm. that we should talk about today. Interesting that it came from your Catholic husband yeah, account. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Nate's a little salty about that. Uh, huh. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, should should we talk about that? Mm. Let, let me talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think the uh, the staple um, the staple statement here is not cliche at all, but it's just it's concrete and it's the foundation is Ephesians chapter five verse twenty five, right? Um, where we are told as husbands, right, to love our wives in the way that Christ right. loved the church. And a lot of people ignore that part of it, and they they pay attention mm-hmm. to the first part of it, right? wives yeah. obey yeah. your husbands obey your husbands <laughs> and then which is like i hear that i'm like great sure <laughs> and then you hear the part <laughs> where you have to die <laughs> right and you're like yeah is there a different translation <laughs> yeah, here can, we, can <laughs> you see that in the greek see how they really how he really meant it? yeah <laughs> um uh, but yeah i mean a a husband a, a husband should really take christ as his model in how Christ loves the church and Christ loves the church and continues to love the church by being ever present, always being there. And when he is present, it, it always comes before a sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. The Eucharist is a sacrifice, right? And that's how he yeah. remains present with us. And that should speak right. a lot to a husband. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it might be the case that you, you might hear at home like, Oh, you don't spend enough time with me or you, you're not really around. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure at one point or another, like some man <laughs> who's a husband has heard that in one <laughs> way or another. And the temptation for this man, at least is to list off, well, I did this, I was this, I did this, I did this. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Our Lord doesn't do that. Right. <laughs> like our Lord yeah. isn't like, well, I was present in Bethlehem. <laughs> I came to you in the transfiguration. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. did this apparition. He's like, all right, well, I'll be present again <laughs> in the sacrifice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, right. Um, our Lord is really such a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I actually had um, I had a student many, many years ago, and I'll never forget this because she she actually brought it up. And she's like, um, can you answer me this question? What does this mean? And she brings up the verse, you know, um, that uh, women should obey, uh, wives should obey their husband. And she's like, oh, so does that mean that I have to be her, uh, be his mm-hmm. B word, basically? Mm-hmm. And I was all like, 
um, you are at church you? and in my class. <laughs> um, but she was like, but is that what it means? And I was all like, read just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. And she read the, that next part. And she's all like, okay, so what? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean, do you mean so, so what? what? <laughs> like, I was like, look, there are a couple of things that I feel like you're worried about. One, like listening to somebody else. Um, but let me, I was like, but let me ask you this. Would it be that difficult to listen to somebody if they really loved you? You know, like, I'm not even talking about like, because you're, you're, you're thinking of this as like a guy who is just going to order you around. Mm -hmm. And that's not what this is about. This is about somebody who is going to lay down their lives for you. Not just like in a, in a way, in a sense where like, I would die for you. Like, that's a very nice gesture, but like, it's not always that easy. And it's in those everyday decisions of, you know, providing for your family, like very well, mm -hmm. you know, like and faithfully at, at, you know, at it, but you know, just, just truly finding somebody that loves you and that will think of the world for you. And that will not just die for you, but will, you know, make those sacrifices for you. And I asked her, would it be easier to do to, to, to maybe listen to somebody who does that? And she's like, well, yeah, but you know, what are the odds that I'm going to find somebody like that? And I was like, well, I mean, one, you're only 16. <laughs> um, one one thousandth of the world <laughs> yeah and then too i you know i put it out there i was like um are you willing to wait for somebody like that or are you going to settle for something less yeah. than what you really deserve and i told her i was like you deserve somebody that's willing to lay down their life and that's what every, and i just looked at everybody i was like this is what everybody needs to look for yeah. not just whoever looks pretty or is going to say nice things um, but somebody that sees you as somebody worth laying everything down for. And that's what, that, that's what Christ did. It's not like he just died for his church. He did, but he raised it. He raised it in truth, mm -hmm. and he upholds that truth. And I think that's a big part of it, and we sometimes miss that yeah. when we look at that verse. Because, yeah, it does look very, like, one-sided at mm -hmm. first glance, mm -hmm. like, for sure. But you have to look at the whole life of Christ and what he did yeah. for the church in order for it to really make sense. I think you bring up a great point. And I, and I think that um, uh, the analogy sort of still runs true there, but it also becomes sort of a necessary uh, role for both husband and wife is, like, mm -hmm. like, Christ in his love makes the church better, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, in the love of a husband to a wife or a wife to a husband, that love makes and desires the best for that for that person, right? He, Like you said, like, yeah. the, the Christ raised the church in truth, right? Like, our, our, our relationships that we have and the way that we love those around us, especially our wives and for wives, their husbands, like, raises them to, to a level, level of, of sanctity or, or holiness or in their relationship with our Lord to a, to a higher calling. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job, Nate. Yeah. You know, I know a thing or two. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, well, I think that's all the time that we have for today. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, thanks guys for those, uh, for those questions. Definitely. Keep them coming. Uh, mm -hmm. in, 
about two weeks will Lent starts and it'd be nice, you know, for us to have a list of intentions, I think, for us to sort of take um, into Lent with. So um, mm. I encourage anyone listening, like if you want to just jump over to our website and, and use the contact us page and just let us know, hey, like if there's any intentions that you want to yeah. pray for, you know, um, please let yeah. us know that. And, and, it's, and it's one of those things too where... Um, we don't want to like post things like on Instagram where it's like public as far as like intentions because it might be super private or super sensitive and uh, we want to be able to um, pray for you guys. But if you know you want to do it discreetly, definitely go, hop onto the website and uh, send us a message. All right. Well, uh, until next time, yep. thank you for listening to Holy Smokes Podcast. See ya. Bye. <laughs>